And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, here we are again another day committed to being your consumer advocate, helping you understand your buying decisions, making you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We love to do that every day, helping you understand your buying decisions, avoid a lot of the commission-based advice that's so prevalent out there. Uh, save our hotline number at some point. You may need it, 813-917-1894. Just call or text. That's an off-air number, 813-917-1894. And you can also submit an email, brhymes at kw.com. Just straight up send an email there, brhymes at kw.com. And we've got a great lineup for you today as well. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Genevieve Dobson going to be on the program today. She's an expert uh, for all things student loans, student loan expert, debt management specialist as well, three-time author, uh, going to be on the program. And we've got Frank Miranda visiting with us as well, attorney Frank Miranda, Frank Charles Miranda Law, fcmlaw.com here on the program as well. Uh, Feel-good story of the day, CEO of Lush Cosmetics says he's happy to lose $13 million by deleting social media over teen mental health harm. So we'll talk about that, kind of dive into a little bit of that social media stuff going on there as well. And we like to feature our real estate listings live on the program. As a top listing agent in Tampa Bay, uh, we offer an opportunity for our sellers to profit more and sell faster uh, by featuring their properties live on air on our syndicated radio and TV show program. Uh, so we got 4823 Ebb Tide Lane. This is a penthouse just listed. Beautiful property in Port Ritchie. It's on the river. Check out the size of that deck. Uh, you've got a beautiful opportunity to have waterfront property with a pool, community pool, and it's about 1,100 square feet, 4823 Ebb Tide uh, Lane, unit number 405. And you've got a marina next door, so bring your boat and bring uh, all of your, your fun supplies for outdoors, enjoying the best of outdoors. 4823 Ebb Tide Lane. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. This is God's country. Hey, let's give a shout out to Replenish IV Solutions. If you want to feel energized, hydrated, and replenished, uh, reach out to Steve and Lisa Gunnan at Replenish IV Solutions. About once a month or so, I go over there and I visit with them. Uh, they hook me up to the they their nurse hooks me up with a vitamin infusion drip. So I'm getting all those good vitamins right into my bloodstream. And a longtime friend of the program, over five years now or so, uh, with Replenish IV Solutions. Multiple locations right here in Tampa Bay. They got a Gandhi location, Wesley Chapel, but the best location. And my favorite sometimes is I'll have them come over to the house. They'll go to your office or your home, replenish IV solutions. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, we got Frank Miranda in the house. Frank, how you doing, my friend? Not as good as you. I don't have that that drip. That, yeah, you know that vitamin drip. You look fantastic. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man, it's it's a good thing to have, especially you know. Sometime I went to a Rays game a few weeks back, or you know, several weeks back now, but uh, you know, stayed up a little later than I normally do on a weeknight. Called them up the next day. Came over, juiced me up. I felt good. We're not as young as we used to be. I know, that, right? That's all we got to say, right? We that's to, it. The car isn't as good as when you first drive it off the lot. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Frank, you do a lot of different types of law here in Tampa Bay. Uh, you uh, you know, different types of lawsuits. You're a litigator. You're actually one of those attorneys that will go uh, to the courthouse and stand in front of either a judge uh a bench trial or even a jury trial in, in different cases. Uh, you also are heavy into real estate. So I wanted to ask you, because there's a lot of this going on right now. 
there, you know, the market is such right now that, uh, you know, even personal examples I've got are, are people that are under contract on a home. So they have their, let's just say subject property a is under contract. The seller can't find that next home to move to. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, I'll move to Pasco, Hernando. I'll move up towards Ocala. I'll go to North Florida a little bit, a little more affordability, maybe a little less competition. Still, they can't find something that they want to be. Maybe they want to stay within an hour to drive to work or whatnot. So what happens when either the buyer or the seller says, hey, I can't do this deal. I got to pull out of this deal. What what happens in those situations? That's a great question. So in, in those situations, they're not all the same, first of all. And there's certain, sometimes there's different reasons why that occurs. Okay, so obviously if a financing situation falls through, they can't practically perform on the sale. If they can't practically perform on the sale, what are you going to do as a, as a seller if the buyer can't come up with the cash? The issue about we can't find a place to go on the seller side and therefore I want to stay in my house probably needs to be addressed at the time of contract whereby the parties will talk about, hey, it's a tough market. Everyone recognizes that. If I can't find a place suitable, can I rent it back from you for 30, 60 days? Right. I see more of that now because of that scenario. Yeah. Okay, the seller wants to sell. They realize it's at the top of the market. Maybe they want to downsize. Yep. But they can't find a spot. <clears throat> um, on, on, the other, on the other part, you know, we're talking about, you know, buyers who – maybe they have to sell their home before they can buy their house too. And so that scenario has always been around where if, if their if their initial sale for whatever reason gets delayed or canceled down, they're not a qualified buyer. Mm-hmm. The practical scenario in this market is the people that I deal with on a routine basis, professionals, you know, uh, they will come tell me that they're having a hard time with, perhaps a seller or even a buyer after a contract trying to renegotiate the terms in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll give you a great example of that. The great example of that would be buyers are coming in more than one. They're bidding or they're offering asking or more yep. for the property. And they realize I didn't get a great deal. And so it's almost like buyers remorse before the deal closes. And so they maybe try to come up with a reason why they can negotiate something lower. Right. During the contract. Yeah. Yeah, because you always see, you you typically see, you should say always, but you you typically see that inspection renegotiation. Oh, well, the breaker box, the ceiling fan, the the, the grout and the missing tile. And, you know, and and normally, typically what you have, if it's a good buyer agent and the listing agent is, is, you know, also going to be, you know, in a position where, you know, hey, if it's not a four point item, you know, meaning plumbing, electrical, AC roof, that's going to affect the loan. That's going to affect the insurance, the, you know, the the capacity for the deal to flow and to to move on. A lot of times, you know, a good buyer agent is going to say, you know, in this market, we're not going to ask for them to do grout in the bathroom or, or caulking that's missing and, and minor things like that. Now, if it's a GCFI outlet that's close to the water supply type of thing, electrical issues, that's going to be more uh, more prevalent to, to get repaired, more apt to be repaired or, or taken care of. Uh, but but what you're saying too is like they also also they have that financing contingency too. So there's a lot of ways for for buyers to kind of finagle to get themselves out of the deal. With the financing contingency or, you know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if they come back with a letter from a bank that says, we're not going to lend you the money. Yeah. They're pretty much out. Yeah. Okay, now, do they lose their deposit? 
that's up for debate, depending on the terms, depending how long ago it went, right. that type of thing. They could lose their deposit. Yeah. Um, today, sellers, clearly, it's a seller's market. Sellers have the advantage. And so it's a great example. You're talking about the inspection and people trying to nickel and dime on what's wrong. Every house has an issue with it. Let's yeah. just start with that. Yep. Every house, you can, you can nickel and dime something about it. Something needs to be repaired. Something needs to be fixed. That's yep. every house in this country. Where I think some of the sellers have the advantage now is they'll say, um, you can do any inspection you want. I'm not fixing anything. Yeah, it's sold as is. It's, it's, I'm not fixing a thing. And if you want me to fix something, I got two other offers that they'll come in here without inspection and they're going to close on the house. Right. So, and, and they can do that because there's no banks. Yep. No one's going to call them out on it. And a lot of people are spending a lot of money cash. Yeah. And they're coming down to this area and, um, and they're willing. They, they think the houses prices down here are, are are great. Yeah. Compared to where they're coming from. Yeah. And so they think they're getting a deal. The seller thinks they're getting a deal because they're historically pretty high prices. Yep. And I don't really see it ever falling right now because there's too many people moving here. So in the That's short what term, I'm saying. in the next 24 months, I don't see this thing moving anymore. Yeah, me neither. In this area. By the way, if you just join us, we're talking with attorney Frank Miranda here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, fcmlaw.com. Uh, Frank Charles Miranda Law uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. And, uh, Frank, yeah, that's that's a big point, I mean, to really discuss. If you look at uh, migration patterns, traditionally it would be, hey, you know, taxes in New York or New Jersey and then also the cold weather in Michigan. Uh, but now you've got a, a lot of these lockdown procedures happening. you got spiking crime rates in Chicago. Philadelphia just hit 500 uh, homicides for the first time in its history. So you've got a lot of crime issues, things like that. So I think, it, like you said, it's unprecedented migration patterns moving down uh, to Florida. Well, I mean, aside from all that, right, they, there's always been crime in New York. There's always been crime in Chicago. So so what, what's different now? What's different now about it? And now that you're talking about it, my, my only thought is, hey, it's COVID. And so if people were to get locked down, you have to get locked down in this state for some reason. Okay. Yeah. You can still go outside in the middle of December and you're not freezing. You yeah. can walk around your block and be fine. Yeah. You don't want to do that in New York City. You don't want to do that in Chicago in January when it's minus 40. Yeah. So if you have to down the road, and let's say it's not even COVID. God forbid it's in some other catastrophic national event or terrorism attack or whatever it could be. Yep. You have more freedoms out here and you can use the outdoor space you're around. Right. And, and, and people are seeing a lot of value in that now, along with all the other benefits that people have been, you know, we've been proud of our whole lives. No, no state taxes. Yep. Um, you know, let's go on and on compared to what they're doing up north. So there's no state taxes, no city taxes, none of that nature. Yeah. More uh, affordable. Right. De- definitely right. More affordable. Way more affordable. And, and so people are realizing we should have done this probably 40 years ago, moved yeah. down here. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's switch gears. So, so real estate—you know—the other side of real estate is is where you get into landlord-tenant relationships. What a struggle last year! Uh, talk about the last eighteen months or so for people that were in a position. You know, one of our uh, most viewed videos, by the way, go to our YouTube channel, uh, check out Frank and I. We had an interview talking about the mor- uh, moratoriums on foreclosures and evictions and those situations. Um, kind of bring us up to speed. What's happening now in that space? Uh, landlord tenant i mean the moratoriums in, in to my knowledge are all gone um people can be evicted i don't believe there's any more protections relating to covid cases we did have oh, i did represent some landlords during covid um against tenants that that hadn't been not been paying they attempted to invoke the covid um reason why not why they should not be 
evicted. But it was a lot harder just saying it's because of COVID I'm not paying. Mm -hmm. And and so there there was ways around it, legal ways around it, that the tenant just couldn't do anything. I I can tell you from from my experience, the people um, that I represented and the people that we sued for eviction, it was not COVID-related. It Mm -hmm. was simply, we're not going to pay you. Um, I'm always in between jobs. And it was it was a typical situation where they just couldn't afford to pay. Now, there's a lot of empathy or, or, or I should say sympathy for the tenant. But I have a lot of sympathy, too, for the landlord, because that person has obligations to pay property taxes. That person has obligations to pay their mortgage. Yep. That person has obligations to pay the, the insurance. God forbid someone gets help, hurt on that property. So their financial there was a financial strain on the owners as well. That, that wasn't talked about probably nearly enough. Yeah. Now, I understand the concept of you can't, you know, let's not try and get infected people out homeless out in the street. I get that. But, um, you know, fortunately, most people have friends. Most people have family that they can they can go to in, in time of need. So, you know, terrible situation. I'm not even sure we're over COVID yet. Um, every time you turn on the news, um, it, there's another variant. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what that brings down the road. Um, hopefully, we have a little bit of a playbook. Yep. of how we can address it there's you know we understand there's got to take some concerns maybe not as many as we did before but um hopefully there's a lesson to be learned yeah and, yeah, I think yeah so. and i hope everyone in washington there's a lesson to be learned and 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 people just act reasonable let's just say that yeah exactly now what do you think about these hedge funds one of the things i get a little bit frustrated about is you got these big banks type not banks but big hedge funds these big buying groups coming in competing for cash beating out veterans, beating out first-time home buyers. You know, you're seeing, uh, you know, unprecedented appreciation. So they know, hey, this is a great investment. Let's buy in Tampa Bay, the greater Tampa area. Frustration for me is that they're beating out these people that are financing. They're trying to have a veteran loan or a FHA loan or even a conventional loan. You know, that's a challenge that I see in the market for people, especially, you know, and I, I my heart goes out for the middle class, the lower income class that is trying to buy a first time home competing with some of these hedge funds. Have you seen much of that on your end? Yeah. And so the hedge funds are tied in typically to uh, either a company they own already to do all the you know, real estate work, title work, whatever the case may be. So, so they, they not only double dip, they triple dip yeah. into the, into the finances. I think they artificially inflate the market. Yep. They do artificially inflate the market. They will at times intentionally overpay for houses. Yep. And when they do that, they're creating their own comp. And when you sell it, now it's worth more. And, right. and they, you know, they'll keep buying in the same neighborhood one house every six months more than market value. Yep. So now the other 19 houses that they own on that property, they all go up in value because now there's a new comp, right? Right. So that's the game they play. So it's it, it's a consumer I don't know if I want to use the word fraud, but it's a consumer play mm-hmm. and a manipulation of the market, typically in lower income communities yep. where they're going in there, maybe slapping on a piece of paint or slapping on some paint, yep. slapping on a couple of pieces of uh, a wood and some new tile. Yep. And there's no way that property value went up 60 grand. They'll buy one grossly out of market like that yep. because the other 19 now have just raised uh, equity of another 40 or 50 grand. 
Yeah. And it's tough. It's a tough situation because you see it happening. It's almost like the state legislature should put something into place that somehow limits that or at least make it uh, kind of – remember back in 08, the, the meltdown happened? You you would have a time period where just first-time buyers could offer and they would limit the cash offers at some – there was something along those lines. So I think there's, that's a challenge that could be addressed with that. I don't know if you can offer individual – I don't even know if that's constitutional, if you can limit the offer. However, the problem is – right. It's a monopoly. Yeah. Okay. And so you're monopolizing the business. I think it's, um, I think it could be actionable to some degree. If I looked hard enough, I bet you there's an action there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's a consumer. Again, I don't want to use the word fraud. I think it's a consumer manipulation of the market. Yeah. For their own benefit. And so I'd be very cautious if you're considering selling your house, dealing with someone who represents a multi-mega company. Yep. Who doesn't look at the house? Doesn't show the house? Makes that, you an offer right. off the internet. That's right. And you move forward. You're you're somehow, some way, they're going to make more than the traditional realtor is. Um, I've oh, seen yeah. some. I've seen some contracts where I saw one the other day. I had a client send it to me, email it to me. He questioned it. I wanted to look at it, and he says one. Well, then when I talk to him on the phone, they tell me X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and that their fees locked in it. Let's say 4% as an example. Yep. I said, that's not what the paperwork says. The paper, right. You have four different contracts. And if you look at all of them, you add them all together, it's more like 16%. It's crazy. There's it a do- lot of fees at the end. There's a lot of fees. We've seen that as well. We've actually seen it through Keller Williams. But uh, we're about out of our time here, Frank. What? Where would you like people to find you, or how can they engage? Yeah, they can call my office at uh, 254-2637. That's area code 813. Um, they can look up me up on the web. It's www.fcmlaw.com. And uh, I'm ha- if they have a question, I'm happy to, to take their call and, and give them my opinion. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate you coming in. Attorney Frank Miranda, fcmlaw.com, and a great resource for uh, for sell by owners out there as well. If you're looking to uh, work with a title company, he can help you with that as well. All right, coming up, we're going to take a quick break here. we got Dr. Genevieve Dobson in the house, Degrees of Success. Uh, we're going to talk about student loan industry. It's a big, big number. Lots of debt out there, and also debt management specialist here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check us out online, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers, have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers, leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Margie here with the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. If you're buying, selling, or investing, please give us a shot. We would love to help you. We are a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and you can reach us at 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com. 
Hey, Brandon Rimes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP Realty, and a top listing agent in Tampa Bay. Featured in Florida Realtor Magazine, Top Agent Magazine, The Business Journal. We're looking for inventory. Attention sellers, we need more inventory to sell. If you're a seller on the fence thinking about selling your property, we want to hear from you. Free comparable market analysis. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dr. Genevieve Dobson here coming up in just a moment. Uh, before we do, I want to touch on just a couple of hot listings. Four, uh, 6806 Pearson Lane. Uh, this is a six-acre parcel of land in Wesley Chapel. Great opportunity to own real estate if you're especially looking to move out into a more rural area. We've got six acres available, 6806 Pearson uh, Lane in Wesley Chapel, 1,700-plus square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath, and it is a wooded uh, environment as well. So the kids will love it. You can take your four-wheelers, your ATVs, and enjoy the outdoor 6806 Pearson Lane, Wesley Chapel. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Somewhere, somewhere, sunny and 75. All right, Dr. Jen Dobson in the house, degrees of success, and uh, one of your areas of, expert, of expertise is the student loan industry. Start off with that number again, because it's just such a huge number. What is the total uh, amount of student oh, loan gosh, debt? Student we're loan at debt. about $1.7 trillion in wow. student loan debt right now. So. $1.7 Yeah. It's a yeah. big number. Absolutely. Yeah, over 45 million people have student loans currently. Wow, 45 million people. Student loans, one point seven trillion dollars in debt, and and what do you do? You help people consolidate that debt, yeah. uh, come up with pl- plans and strategies. To- exactly. I mean, it's just like any other debt. Like you have to have a, a plan of action. How am I going to pay this off? Yeah. Um, what are my different repayment program options? Forgiveness options? Getting out of default? Um, you know, reducing my student loan payment so I can actually buy a house or save money for my kids. Um, so it's just a matter of strategizing and saying, hey here's what your debt is here's what the different government options are that are available to you and let's figure out the best option for your situation yeah because because a lot of times that's a good point you made is is if you're showing like a debt ratio so if you have if you're going to apply for a loan we we, uh, we like you to work with diane vance fairway independent mortgage uh, but if you if you're looking for a loan and and you have this all this debt out there mm-hmm. and and the payments per month are in the hundreds right. you know that could negatively impact your debt ratio mm-hmm. with the, which would then reduce the amount of instead of buying you know three hundred thousand dollar home for example you might only be able to buy a two hundred thousand dollar oh, home yeah i mean well gosh uh, most of my clients have payments in the thousands per month wow. um so you know when you're talking two hundred thousand three hundred thousand or more in student loan debt then your payments could be twenty five hundred or more per month you know so yeah it could make it a lot harder to buy a house and there's ways around that even um fha rules changed slightly a couple months ago allowing for um just 0.5 percent of the balance to be used as what your payment is if you're making a zero dollar payment right now um so they've they've adjusted slightly because they recognize that student loans can make it harder to actually be able to buy so that's good but yeah it definitely comes into play yeah yeah that's you know it's one of those weird industries where 
you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of history to it as well. And I've, I've seen and heard some different studies on it where the, the federal government was involved to a certain extent. Maybe you can give us some background in the next segment on, on how we got into this debt, how this debt sure. came about. And a, a lot of the money, from what I understand, also is being misappropriated, especially with some of the big uh, organizations. I think it was even Arizona State that we were talking about one time. I heard on a, a podcast I listened to, Kirk's podcast. Uh, but we've got Dr. Genevieve Dobson here in studio. She has a plethora of knowledge on all things student loan debt. debt management specialist. She's an author as well, a speaker and a coach. Uh, So we're going to come right back with more information about that. Uh, Plus, we got a feel-good story of the day. Uh, The interesting feel-good story, it's um, CEO of Lush Cosmetics says he's happy to lose $13 million by deleting social media over teen mental health uh, concerns and harm. So interesting story in our feel-good story of the day. We'll be right back. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rags. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813 917 1894. All right. Welcome back. Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. Think of our show as the hub of your financial, your business, uh, your, your all those different wheels. The hub, the, all those spokes extending out, representing another one of our uh, preferred uh, expert contributors here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So we're talking about different areas of law, finance, uh, attorneys, CPAs, all, all types of great financial advice that we can give you, uh, real estate, of course. And we've got specialists as well in, in uh, technology, specialists in solar. Uh, and we're talking with Dr. Genevieve Dobson. That's another specialist here uh, in terms of a loan uh, expert, student loan expert in debt management uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So Saver Hotline number, uh, utilize the show. We appreciate everybody that reaches out and calls the, co- the program and helps us uh, as well, helping the local community thrive and succeed. 813-917-1894. Just call or text that line. I love getting those calls and those messages uh, for folks looking to get connected with our local Local area expert contributors 813-917-1894 and you can also email brimes at kw.com b-r-i-m-e-s at kw.com all right for this sponsor for this uh, segment i want to give a shout out to ramin kazami uh, heights pressure washing heights soft wash uh, he does a great job on our real estate properties uh, first class organization as well and uh, Ramin Kazami here locally in Tampa Bay, Heights Soft Wash Pressure Washing. It's uh, right here in Tampa Bay. can help you with all of your real estate needs. All right. So we've got Dr. Genevieve Dobson back here in studio. So uh, what else do you want to talk about when you look, when you think about these student loans? And we're going to kind of give a little bit of history if you wanted to kind of dive into that. But sure. um, what do you see overall in, in happening in the student loan 
industry? Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a lot of changes from 2007 until now with regards to how student loans have been handled. Right now, they're managed by the Department of Education. Um, They're servicing companies like Navient, Great Lakes, Fed Loan Servicing, and a few others. And what's happened is Consumer Protection Bureau said that we know that that these servicing companies are purposely and fraudulently mismanaging borrower accounts, which means that a lot of people that thought they were doing the right thing, they were they thought they were paying correctly, they were in the right payment program, they consolidated the right loans, have not been. And they haven't been given the correct information, maybe purposely, um, which has caused them to pay more in interest, uh, pay more overall in their student loan monthly payments. And so a lot has changed over the last uh, month and a half where the government um, has had to take action and say, okay, we realize that there's a lot of people that have not gotten the forgiveness that they were supposed to get, and we're going to now backtrack and give that to them. So people that should have gotten forgiveness, teachers, um, people that work in nonprofit, government organizations, they all have the opportunity to get forgiveness, even if they haven't gone about doing it thus far. So what's happening now is we're retroactively seeing those adjustments being made. So those of you out there that don't have forgiveness yet, but feel like you should have gotten it, um, definitely contact me because there is a a great chance that you could get forgiveness this year. The government's going to spend billions of dollars this year in giving out forgiveness for those that should have already gotten it. Wow. Yeah, that's and and that's a game changer for people's financial uh, picture. Absolutely. Yeah, I have clients now um, that I've already gotten forgiveness for $180,000, dollars $200,000 wow. in forgiveness where it's like yesterday you owed money and today it's gone. And it, wow. it's a game changer, um, you know, as far as just knowing that, okay, this is one less thing I have to deal with. So does there have to be some type of a, a fraudulent activity proven? No, no, not at all. Um, what has to happen is that just, hey, I didn't, I wasn't in the right payment program. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, I, I didn't. Um, you know, submit the right documentation. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, they're backtracking and saying, hey, if if you were working in the right field, we're going to still give it to you because we did not let you know that you had to do these things. Right. So borrowers were calling their servicing companies, calling up Navient, for example, saying, hey, you know, am I doing everything right? They're like, sure. And then 10 years goes by and they're like, oh, wait, no, sorry, you can't get it. You didn't do this. And I was like, well, I've been asking you if I'm doing the right thing. You told me yes all this wow. time. And here I didn't. Um, so that's all being retroactively adjusted, wow. which is a good thing. That's interesting. Um, so when you, when you look at the, the overall industry and, and, you know, people kind of balancing a financial portfolio, they, they have, you know, they're, they're working hard, they're making money. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the times too, like these degree plans didn't quite work out. Yeah, you know, they studied, right. they studied certain, you know, poetry or whatever it might've been. Right. right? right. And, and it didn't work out. So they're not making as much money right. with the challenges that we're seeing now. So it, it can be a double whammy in some cases. Absolutely. I mean, even a business degree doesn't necessarily work out. I mean, I see companies all the time that are saying, Hey, you know, we're going to pay you 20 bucks an hour, but you got to have a master's degree in business. Well, that's a hundred thousand dollar degree. Yeah. Um, so, the numbers just don't make sense. So, you know, a lot of universities are going to have to start to reevaluate the costs of schooling. Um, and they have to start to decide, like, can we allow for certain degree programs that we know is not going to have the financial gain or benefit, um, especially if they're going to be borrowing money? If you're going to pay cash, sure, do whatever you want. But if you're not and you have to finance it, then we have to find a better balance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. it's uh, I heard it said something along the effects that, you know, you go into debt for a degree 
uh, for a job that's not there, that, that's right. not paying as much right. as, it, as it could have or should have in right. the past. And I think that was a function of maybe growing up in the 80s and the 90s. You know, so many parents were like, oh, you're going to go to a four-year college. Yeah. You're going to get your degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were taught. You get out of high school, you go to college, you get a degree, then you get a good job. Well, the good job doesn't exist. Right. So, you know, and, and people- or it's been st- off soared over yeah, somewhere. absolutely. So, you know, now we have to look at like, okay, is a degree, and I, and, you know, I have a doctorate degree, but is a degree necessary? Right. You know, are there other ways that I can still make money, um, you know, effectively? And there are, you know, there's a lot of service jobs and, and, and even working with your hands that we need. I mean, we need a lot more welders. We need a lot more construction people. There's yeah. a lot of opportunities out there for people to still make money yeah. and not necessarily have a degree to do it. Yeah. And I think that goes back to also to the, um, you know, like the keeping up with the Joneses sure. or my neighbor, right? right it's like, you know, for example, um, you know, like my wife and I, you know, we built our dream home. We live in a nice gated community mm-hmm. on the waterfront and, uh, one of the neighbors down the road, he, he's a successful plumbing company. Right. He, he owns a plumbing company. And the house he's building is like, wow. I'm like, right. whoa, that's a big house. Right. You know, so so to have a self-employed, to have be an electrician, a plumbing company, and, and, and eventually, you know, you start off maybe working for someone, but right. then you grow, and that's the right. American dream, and build your dream. You know, these people are making a lot of money if you run the business properly. Sure, absolutely. I mean, entrepreneurship is definitely a viable way of being successful, and you don't have to have a degree to do that. I right. mean, you know, it can help in some ways. I mean, I you know, having my own business degree certainly helped in some ways, but can you do it without? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Especially nowadays, there's so many, there's so many resources. You can, you know, learn a lot on your own. You can can take uh, individual classes online. I mean, it's, it's it's really the best time to be alive on one hand. Right. Uh, Yes. We've got a lot of challenges. There's a lot of negativity out there with, you know, certain political geo thing, geopolitical things happening, but, but really it's such a great time to be alive because you can do this, you know, seven to 11 o'clock at night game. And, you know, if you, if you don't like your day job, right. you know, what are you doing from seven, you know, to 11 right. at night? You can be Absolutely. on the internet. You can be educating yourself with videos. Yeah, sure. And there's a lot of universities, uh, especially Ivy Leagues, that are offering different certifications for free. You wow. know, so you see Yale, Harvard, um, a lot of schools that you can go online and you can get certified for different things um, without paying anything if you really yeah. want to seek out education and information it's there yeah I, one sure. of the ones i've been doing with my daughter is uh hillsdale hillsdale mm-hmm. online i think it's charlie for hillsdale but you go to there you, boom you click on the button uh, they got these courses right there mm-hmm. so teaching constitution 101 mm-hmm. it's got uh, literature literature and, right. and all types Absolutely. of stuff so that's extra homeschooling that she gets to do with dad right. you know? exactly. it's like i want you to know that our, our founding fathers were great people this is how it went down this was all you know so so there's there's resources that you can find mm-hmm. uh, but we're almost out of our time here um, dr genevieve dobson on the consumer quarterback show degrees of success uh, what's the best website and how, how can people get yeah, in touch with so you? best website is going to be studentloanmanagement.info and for those that are going to school i'm going to be teaching um, i'll be a professor here at hcc this coming january so if you haven't enrolled for the intro to business class do so or the principles of management um, so that'll start january 2nd monday and wednesday um, but yeah, studentloanmanagement.info or they can call directly 813-528-1102. Awesome. Well, that look, that's fun. That's going to be exciting yeah, to, be to, fun. to teach at yeah, uh, HCC. Exactly. Teach a little bit of entrepreneurship and, you know, help people with their business and goals and so forth. So, yeah, that's fun. That's yeah. what I did. I, Cause I was kind of like, where, where do I go? What degree plan? Right. I did business management with an entrepreneurship yeah, concentration. Right. So. Absolutely. So here we are, entrepreneurs cool. on exactly. air. Awesome. <laughs> All times. right. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Dr. Genevieve 
Dobson. Look online at studentloanmanagement.info is the website. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Jenny Restrepo uh, here in studio, insured title. Going to talk about uh, all types of things related to the real estate industry, title, uh, title insurance, title fraud, what what to look for, things to avoid, and uh, how to be careful out there in the marketplace. Plus, our feel-good story of the day coming up as well about social media. This company, the CEO says he's happy to lose $13 million by deleting his social media over teen mental health harms. We'll be right back. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com, uh, helping you win always. And we always tell you something positive here in our feel good story. Tell me something good. All right, so this is an interesting story. You got a CEO saying, hey, he's happy to lose $13 million by deleting social media over teen mental health harms. And if you saw that movie, uh, I think it was a documentary called um, Social Dilemma. Uh, it was interesting because it kind of outlined some of this, what he's saying. Uh, but he's saying he's logging off his social media accounts over, over these health concerns for uh, teens. Uh, the British cosmetics retailer has 951 stores globally, more than 10.6 six, uh, 10. million followers across these various social media sites. So Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. And he's saying that he's uh, moving towards a safer environment. And as of no- November 26th, he stopped it. He stopped scrolling to be somewhere else, the company said. So he said he's going to estimate approximately a loss of $13 million from the reduced exposure. Uh, and he said he's happy to lose $13 million by quitting Facebook. That was a quote uh, directly from the CEO referring money uh, to the money that he expects the company to lose uh, by closing its accounts. Constantine said, Constantine said he was dis- disturbed by leaked media of Facebook research that suggested its Instagram app made body image issues worse for teenage girls. And I think it, it definitely does. I mean, when you see what, what it, how it goes with, with a lot of these dancing things and the different uh, social media apps, 
And he says, quote, I was just thought it's their own research and they're ignoring it. And we're all affected from that platform. We had no choice whatsoever. Lush attracts an awful lot of girls at that age. Constantine says Lush is caring for people first, uh, but not ignoring the uh, link between social media and suicidal thoughts. Uh, we're talking about suicide here, not spots uh, where someone should uh, dye their hair blonde. And uh, so, yeah, hey, good for him standing up and doing the right thing. All right. We got Jenny Restrepo in the house, insured title. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. My pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, so uh, when it comes to, you know, the the, uh, real estate space, a lot of changes. It's a hectic market. We're always seeing, you know, push, push, get deals done, get deals in the door. Uh, Buyers, of course, struggling to find inventory. The the limited inventory is continuing to plague uh, not only the Tampa Bay area, but many areas across the country and South Florida, uh, for example. So in November of 2021, there were changes made to the Florida Standard Real Estate Contract. And so if anybody doesn't know, here in Florida, real estate agents use a contract that was created by the Florida Bar Association. So you're not required to have an attorney as a part of your closing here in Florida like you are in other states because we have an adopted contract that was written by attorneys. There were some significant changes that happened to it back in 2017, and they've just now rolled out a update to the contract effective as of November of 2021. And I think that if you're in the market for buying a house or selling a house, some of those changes are, you should know about them if you're a buyer or a seller. Obviously, if you're working with a wonderful agent like someone on Brandon's team, they're going to be aware of all these changes, but... Uh, something that interesting that I don't know if everyone realizes, when you fill out the real estate contract, at the top, the first thing you say is parties to the contract. And it's the name or names of the seller and the name or the names of the buyer. Mm-hmm. Not the real estate agent's name, not your loan officer's name. So those people are there to assist you in your role with the contract. But the only parties to the contract, the parties who are the responsible parties, right. are the buyer and the seller. Yeah. So it's important that... I know we sign so many in the process of buying or selling a house, you sign hundreds of pieces of paper, but it is important to read it. Or if you don't understand something, ask your agent, ask as many questions as you want to feel comfortable. It's a huge purchase or sale. You should know exactly what's going on because there's a lot of language in there that says buyer is obligated. Seller is obligated. And and like, that's you, not your agent. Right. So uh, I think one of the biggest changes, which was a response to this market is when you are doing financing, so if you're not paying cash, anything that's not cash, you're doing some type of financing, you have a financing contingency. That contingency is, hey, we understand that things are going to happen that are outside of buyer's control. So buyer's responsible to like make an application and do everything that the lender's asking them to do, but it's acknowledging that something else may change. Yeah. And the section of the contract, you can put however many days the buyer thinks that he or she needs to obtain final loan approval, meaning no conditions, everything is done. Well, if left blank, it's 30 days. Now they've added it's final loan approval and final accepted appraisal. Mm. You must have both of those things to have obtained final loan approval. And my understanding, the reason that they did that, because I listened to a webinar put on by the Florida Realtors and the attorneys that work for the Florida Realtors, and they said it's because in this market, oftentimes, 
everybody's on board and then an appraisal will come in low that doesn't necessarily support the contract price and it causes the sale to be canceled. So now this is marketing days off the market for the seller and also however much time that and money that the buyer has invested to now have to start all over again. So out of respect for the process, they've now included that the appraisal must come in and be approved in order for the financing contingency to be considered met. Right. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it because that appraisal, it's the last step. That's the last money they're going to spend. They're, the buyer's going to go under contract, spend that inspection money. There's 325 350 Boom, that's gone. And then they get into it. Okay, now they're going to pay many times up front for that appraisal, 400 bucks, whatever it ends up being. And then that's another investment of money and time. Everybody's tied up. And then and then the sellers are also having trouble finding that next home to move to. Right. So it's such a balancing act, and it causes a lot of stress for people uh, in the real estate transaction. So they're trying to speed that process up. So anything that could be a contingency that's a, a could be a potential wild card or something that makes the deal not be able to move forward. Time is of the essence. Like that's sort of the language all over the contract. Time is of the essence. So yeah. get these things done. If they have to be ordered, get them ordered. Get everything taken care of so that if for some reason the deal's not going to move forward, yeah. everybody knows in his quickly amount of time as possible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're talking with Jenny Restrepo here. Uh, she is representing insured title, insured title.com uh, here on the consumer quarterback show. I'm your host, Brandon rhymes. And, and yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of market challenges and, and these updates to these contracts, they don't come around very often. You mentioned it was last one was 2017, uh, the last version. So that's an interesting point. So they added the appraisal. Uh, what else have you seen? Okay, so another interesting change uh, that is in response to our world now is force majeure is a section of the contract. So if you don't know what force majeure means, it's French for forces of nature. So acts of God, forces of nature. Here in Florida, we're well aware, like if a hurricane is coming, then a lot of times your closing gets pushed out because, heaven forbid, what if you the house that you're trying to buy has hurricane damage? Yeah. Or what if the house burns down to the ground? Okay, the buyer's not obligated to now continue with the purchase of the property because it burned down. Right. And typically, that's what it was. Force majeure was like a flood, a hurricane, a tornado, a fire. They've now included uh, epidemics pandemics, government shutdowns mm-hmm. in the language of something that falls under force majeure. Interesting. Okay. So now we got to add all those, uh, all those other areas of, you know, acts of God, right? I mean, wow. Unbelievable. So, so a lockdown, it's a, it's a man-made thing, but it was a cause of the pandemic. So I see how the, the, uh, you know, the dominoes kind of effect happens. The dominoes start falling. So interesting. Interesting. It just means that you can, it doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, something happens now that's contract is canceled, but it does mean that the parties can be entitled to more time because, you know, nobody could foresee like, okay, the world shut down, which means banks are shut down, which means how are you supposed to close? Like, how are things supposed to move forward? So if something ever happens of that nature, then it gives each of the parties an opportunity to say, okay, well, we can either cancel or just see how this is going to out. Yeah, one of the things we do when it, when it comes to bulletproofing a deal, Gary Keller wrote the book Millionaire Real Estate Agent, and it's you know bulletproof the deal. How can you do that? What what can you do to try to take all of the other options off the table and let's keep this deal intact? One mm-hmm. of the things we'd like to do is get a second pre approval. 
you know, hey, sometimes we get pushback. Oh, well, I don't want to get my credit pulled again, and the buyer doesn't. Well, it actually does not affect the credit. It's a it's a known fact. It's a misnomer, but it is a mm-hmm. fact that uh, when you are in the transaction, you can uh, shop for a mortgage. You can you know pull credit different uh, through a different lender, and then the worst case scenario, you're going to have a second pre approval. And hey, maybe that person beats the rate or the terms or the cost of the first. So there's certain things you can do to try to bulletproof a deal. And a reason I mentioned that is because I remember when, when the Chinese communist, uh, the Chinese virus just hit uh, about, what, gosh, 18 months ago, whatever it was, 20 months maybe now. Um, I had an underwriter that got COVID on one of my deals, and it was from another bank, someone that we don't really work with as much, caused our deal to go bad, caused our deal to go south. So a lot of these things can happen, mm-hmm. and so that's interesting. So now they added, they expanded force majeure. Yes, they yeah. did. Yep. So. Cool. Uh, let's see. One of the other things. So it says that what constitutes a closing. So this is where insured title agency, if they are your closing agent. So the title company can also be referred to as the closing agent. Yep. What constitutes a closing is all funds are delivered to the closing agent, not to the seller necessarily. Okay. So and where that comes in in real life is. Okay, if all of the money has been received at the title company and the title company confirms, ITA confirms, we have all of the funds, Yeah. but the seller hasn't received his or her check because maybe they're out of state and the check is going to be in the mail or uh, it's going to be wire transfer, but it's the end of the day. Yep. You know, if the seller's not there in person to receive the check, the closing agent is still able to say, but we are closed yeah. Like your funds are going to be available to you so that they can release keys and release possession of the property to the buyer. Yeah. Um, so just important for sense. sellers to know. The title company has a fiduciary duty, so a money duty that everything, all the money is collected. So if your title company says we have all of the money, yeah. even if you don't have your check in your hand, then you have your money. Yeah, you can rest and, assured you're going to get it at some right. point. And so that way it's not a delay for the buyer to be able to obtain the keys and uh, uh, obtain access to the property. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right, Jenny, where can people find you? Okay, so they can find us by going to uh, insured-title.com or you can give us a call at 813-855-3585 and one of our awesome team members can answer any questions that you have about title. Awesome. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for coming in with that knowledge. That's good stuff. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you sat on that webinar so I didn't have to. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jenny. And uh, we had uh, Dr. Genevieve Dobson, uh, Attorney Frank Miranda on the program as well. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.